Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, we thank you for this day that we're in the house of the Lord. We thank you this is the day that you have made for us to rejoice and to be glad. We thank you, Lord, that you have promised prosperity for those who make this place a desirable um, pursuit, Lord, that we would love your house more than anything that's upon the earth, Lord, that we might bless you, that we might worship you, that we might seek your face. And when we seek your face, we shall find it, your favor, Lord. We shall seek your blessing. We shall obtain it, Lord. You said, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all things shall be added unto us, Lord. We've done that for 21 years. We desire to do it some more, Lord, and that you might be uh, manifest in your presence and in your glory in this house. We thank you for the lives who have built this house with us, Lord, who care for this house, who protect this house, who nourish this house, Lord. We thank you for the faithful, Lord. We give you thanks for those who desire to celebrate and love what you love and hate what you hate, Lord. We pray that this day would be a day that we would nourish our spirit and that we would grow and that we would have an example to follow and that you said by their fruits you shall know them, Lord. There's fruit in this house, Lord. And we pray that it all be for your glory and for your honor and that your word this morning not return void, Lord, that it would bless us and restore us in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. There's no greater witness of any event. I'm going to say it again. There's no greater witness to any event than the comparison and the contrast of before and after. A lot of people cannot appreciate the after until they consider the before. And a lot of people forget the before, and so they don't have a contrast to celebrate after. And so I'm, I have put together, um, uh, this is not going to be very pretty because a lot of the befores are ugly. I have a school, uh, a childhood pictures of you guys when you were uh, children and you have big ears and big teeth and, and now the after looks a lot better. I'm just kidding. But watch this. Uh, look at these portraits that we have up on the screen of Uh, Let's go ahead and and, and put the first one up there. This is a contrast of a before and after picture. And and we see that this is evidence of some good medicine for dermatological uses and acne. And you're like, what is that up there? Well, I'm not recommending this product because I don't know anything about it. But I do want you to just look at the before and after here. And then you're saying, okay, there's some results as evidence of having the next picture is another before and after uh, the polishing of a car. Everybody wants to get this polished because it causes the paint to be restored to its new uh, expression. The before is dull, it's faded, it's wasted. The after is a uh, incredible polish and gloss. The next picture. Um, They get more grotesque as we go forward. Uh, There's all sorts of before and afters with weight loss. And some people says, look what I used to look like. This man has done well. How many say amen? Uh, He's caring for his health, the before and after. This is the spiritual condition many of us came to the house of the Lord with. We came with excesses, with indulgences, with uh, desires that that were appetites out of control and, and discipline and hard work are the things that produce the after. The next one is... 
uh, another acne picture. We don't like these too much, but that girl is doing great. And uh, her transformation is evident. And, and it's a serious thing when we don't see the evidence of our transformation. Something's going on. I would like to say that um, if you have before situations and then you have no after that's evident, you're not putting on the medicine. You, you could be coming to this place, but it's not coming into you. And that's been the case in a lot of situations also. The people says, well, I'm the same person I was when I first got here. Well, then you have ignored totally what we teach in this place, and you have decided to walk without it. And so your, your family falls apart just like your family did when it didn't have Jesus. And so you, you can't say, okay, uh, why didn't it work for me? Well, it didn't work for you because you didn't wear it. You didn't walk in it. It wasn't a reality. You didn't own it. And so you see in this house that there's a lot of people that their transformation is day to night. It's all, it's incredible. It's beyond money. It's beyond power. It's beyond anything known to man. And you see the evidence of the transformation. You see the smile on her face after, uh, after the evidence. The next one, we got to go quickly here. This guy, I don't know if they did Photoshop on him, uh, but look at this guy. Uh, I don't want any of our elder guys to get like this, okay? I want you to grow and, and have a six-pack in spiritual expression and not in a physical, uh, you know, I don't know how he did this, but uh, there, there's, there's evidence of this. Even, and, and this is true, one of the men that's coming here, I'm going to say this because he's not here at this service. Um, watch this. This is powerful. And, and these are things we don't hear about, but they're happening in our midst. This man, about five years ago, he won one of the lotteries. He won the mega God knows what. So he got a lot of money. And, and only recently, about six months ago, he started coming to our Monday night meetings and to our Sunday meetings. And he only has one daughter. And he met with his daughter last week and he told her this. Listen, you better find out what you're going to do because I'm going to leave all my money to Spring of Life Fellowship. Now, I want to ask you, what did this guy find in this place that he's thinking about leaving his wealth as an inheritance to spring of life? That's surreal. So he had a, me a meeting with his daughter. We didn't tell him to do this. We didn't ask him to do this. In fact, I'll probably give the money back to his daughter. But the scenario is that in his heart, he has found a treasure. And he's throwing it all away. He's, he's giving it all away because he believes in the power of what has happened here in his heart and in his life. And so that's supernatural. That's an example of that, but in a spiritual context. We didn't get one amen there, one clap. Everybody's like, why is he? Because he found something maybe you haven't valued. Maybe you haven't appreciated the impact that this place has in his life. The next picture. Uh, you know, some, I want to say something. Because church is weird, people will all say that that fat guy that turned into the skinny guy won the lotto and doesn't want to give it to his daughter. See, the people will, will, will add and choose and pick stories and they'll make it up and whatever. Okay, this, is, this girl, this is called a makeup makeover, before and after. How many thank God for makeup? Hallelujah. Uh, listen to me. There's a makeup that doesn't fade, and it's when the presence of God comes on a countenance. So I tell women all the time, man, let the joy of the Lord be reflected on your countenance. It's better than Mary Kay and Avon. 
It's, it's a reflection of beauty that you cannot purchase at the mall, right? And then I tell the guys, don't go off of the makeup. The more makeup they need, the uglier their heart is. Okay? Just remember that. The more outside gloss a woman needs to cover in her bitterness, you don't want that woman a day in your life. You want the joy of the Lord to be in her heart. The next picture, before and after, is, oh, Lord. Woo! This is it. This is our before and after. And you, a lot of people forget. They forget their ruined marriage. They forget their, their divorce that was imminent. They forget their separation. They forget the bitterness. They forget the twistedness. And, and that's how we come in here, um, uh, book, tooth, and, and God begins to do a work that's glorious. And if you don't put any value on it, it has no value to you. If there's no investment, the next picture is similar. Next picture. This is a house makeover. A lot of us forget what our home was like before we walked into Spring of Life Fellowship. The abandonment, the desolation, the disaster. And then the Lord brings us to a glorious place. He gives us a place of peace, of joy, of righteousness. And, and you know something? Somebody walked into my office this morning and told me, man... Um, the evidence of what God has done here in my children is that we take this place serious. So a lot of you that are going to get married and have children, your children are not going to be what you saw here this morning. Why? Because you're not giving it the value we give it. You're not giving it the priority, the seriousness, the weight. You think that you could walk across the street and keep on having the same thing. But then the desolation, the abandonment, the neglect is going to be your reality. The Bible says seven times worse. So if you can fathom leaving and neglecting and abandoning God's goodness, then you go back to seven times worse. The next picture, um, before and after, uh, this 1959 Chevy, uh, 60 years later, the guy um, restores it and makes it brand new. And so we thank God for the restoration process. Um, one man asked me, what is the difference between his religion and my religion? Why did I think my religion was better? Because there's only one power of regeneration. See, God grabs a drug addict and makes him a gentleman. God grabs an unfaithful husband and makes him faithful. God grabs a wayward child and makes him obedient. God grabs a prostitute and makes her a virtuous woman. So the power of regeneration is the power of the Holy Spirit. The only power that forgives and breaks the yoke of sin is the blood of Jesus. It doesn't exist in any other religion in the world. So remember that uh, when you think about these matters. The next picture, there's, uh, this gentleman is doing well for himself also. They call him El Flaco now. You know, a new name that God gives you. It gives you a new start, a new beginning, and that's the power uh, of the vision of Spring of Life. We said it doesn't matter if you're a brand new Christian or if you're an old geezer in the Lord. And there's been some dinosaurs that have walked in here, some guys that know it all, that preached it all, that lived it all, and they've been restored and renewed in the presence of God. And our vision is that when you come into this place, the Spring of Life will Feed the new that just got born again, but will restore and, and replenish and, and bring back the joy that has been lost in many Christian lives. We've seen this happen time and time again. The next picture, 
whoa, that guy went backwards. He went from being strong and mighty and, and to being humble and petite. And, and uh, a lot of guys flew in here like peacocks and now they're flying like eagles. It's a big difference. They have removed pride from their life. They walk in humility. And we see that power taking place. The next picture. This guy's missing a couple teeth now. They did him a big favor. He had to grow a beard to cover the loss of teeth. And now uh, his smile is 100%. Again, the before and after. There has to be a story of your before and after for people to be able to appreciate what is taking place in your life. And if you forgot your before, you're not going to be able to appreciate and value your after. The next one. This girl decided she'd put away half of her body and now she's walking in a healthier mindset uh, the before and after expression uh, the power of discipline the power of correction the power of the fear of God all these things are uh, are at work in our lives in a supernatural way the next one that's the power of makeup again they look like two different people and, and the Bible says that God will renew you and restore you and make you new the next one that's a, this is another Tufus, guy who had serious dental issues. Uh, next picture. This is the restoration of antique. A lot of the wives here could appreciate this. They've seen the restoration of their husbands and their new beginnings and their return to the first love that God has taught us how to honor our wives. This is something that many of the husbands have told me. They've told me I treat my wife totally different since I start going to spring of life. I have a different disposition towards my wife, and uh, the right is better. The next one is a kitchen, remodeling of kitchen. Uh, some people could talk about, uh, this is Jose Medieros, right? When he first came to spring of life and he met the ministry, uh, his, his kitchen was poor. He, he didn't have good conditions for his wife at home. And so he says, my wife doesn't want to cook for me. Every time people come from uh, over our house, she runs upstairs and hides. And I said, let's go see this glorious kitchen. And I go there, and all the appliances were 1914, 1926. He had four ovens, three, not ovens, but uh, four range, range, uh, yeah, the ranges. And three of them didn't work. And the only one that worked would work sometimes if you kicked it. Uh, so that's why she would run upstairs. So he grabbed the kitchen and he expanded it. He made it greater and bigger, put brand new appliances, brand new cabinets. She would grab on that apron, put it on at 6 o'clock in the morning, not take it off to 12 o'clock at night. She was in her kitchen, loving her house, loving her family. These are literal transformations because of the vision in this house. Um, that's not their kitchen, by the way. Uh, let's go to the next one. This guy also before and after. Uh, the transformation. We, we literally went to a men's conference here in, um, in uh, Jacksonville area, uh, mid-Florida. And, and this one guy came with super long hair and he became very delinquent and he was like really mean when he got to the conference. Literally by the end of the conference, this was like four or five hours later, he went, he went to the barber, got a haircut, he shaved and he sent us the after picture. So I have his picture before the conference and his picture after the conference. I'll see if I, I, I dig it up. But the transformation was the same day. And you could see the countenance in his face with joy and peace, bitterness and resentment coming in. Next picture. Is that it? 
All right, that's it. Let's give a big hand to the Lord there. All things important have their before and after. Old Testament, New Testament. B.C. is before Christ. It marked the world. A.D. after uh, Anno Domini, which means after the birth of Christ. Um, everything is marked before and after. We see that the Bible says the prodigal son in Luke 15, 24, he says, this my son was dead. Well, what happened after? He has come to life again. This, my son, was dead. What happened? He came to life again. He was lost. What happened after? Now he's found, and they begin to celebrate. You guys, man, one of the devastations of Christianity is we don't know how to celebrate. Mark that down as a reality. Christians have not known how to celebrate. People make, make Halloween more attractive than they do Christmas. That's why these celebrations and festivals take off. They don't know how to celebrate um, having parents. Uh, oh, bummer, my dad. Oh, bummer, my mom, my parents. And everything is a non-celebration where people are dying to have parents. They're dying to have a father, dying to have a mother. And we don't know how to celebrate that until it's lost. The Bible says in John 9, 19, he says, they asked them, is this your son? who you say was born blind. How then does he now see before and after? The guy's totally blind and now he sees and the Pharisees, they're not getting it. They're not celebrating the joy of what has happened in this young man's life. In verse 20, it says, his parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We know that. That was the before. Verse 21, but by what means he now sees, we don't know. And who has opened his eyes? We don't know. Ask him. He's of age. There's some people here that were a disaster. And, and the people around them have seen the difference. And they said, we, don't, we know there's a difference, but we can't say how it happened. My friend, the saddest day in this church is that you haven't been able to go and tell your friends and your family what happened in this place. Crickets. You need to be able to tell people. And, and, and one lady says, if all that was done in this place were told to the world, we wouldn't be able to fit. Miami would be in this place wanting to follow your example and your footsteps. But when they ask you, what happened? Oh, we just went through a rough time. No, my friend, you were dead and now you're alive. You were blind and now you see. And, and who and what, ask him. He's old enough to tell you. Uh, you talk to Louie and Lorna, and they're like, well, uh, we had a neighbor across the street, and, and something happened. No, 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 listen to me. God happened. God happened to show up, and, and we were able to drink from a place, and we've been drinking ever since. But ribbits, you know, crickets. We, we can't tell anybody because they're going to think we're fanatics. My friend, people are talking about the Miami Heat and the Miami Marlins and the Miami Dolphins greater than what you talk about the house of God. And that, my friend, is sad. It is sad. So very important. Once he was blind and now he sees 1 Peter 2.19, uh, 1 Peter 2.10. Once we were not a people, now we are world changers. Once we were not a people, but now, once it was the past, but now. In the past, A, after B, 
are now the people of God. We had no mercy in our life and mercy found us. Uh, you know, some, I celebrate what has happened in my life and I celebrate what happened in my children's life, but I can't wait till my grandchildren drink some of this stuff and that they're able to rejoice. And, and the Bible says that a righteous man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The inheritance that I leave are godly parents who love Jesus. That's what I leave my grandchildren. I don't leave them some lame parents because they're so indifferent to the work of God. Ephesians 2.11 says, Where, uh, Wherefore remember that you being passed in the times past as the Gentiles, once Gentiles in the flesh, who are called the uncircumcision, what is called the circumcision, made in the flesh by hands. Verse 12, he says, Once we were without God, at that time you were without Christ. You were strangers. You weren't part of what God was doing amongst his people, the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to his covenants and promises, having no hope without hope in this world, without God in this world. That was before what happened after, verse 13. But now you are in Christ. You who were once off, far off, have now been brought near by the blood of Jesus. This is, there's a work that's being done that grabs you, picks you up, and brings you near to the purpose of God. One of the testimonies of a young man who just started coming here is that my whole life now is different. I have a different filter and perspective on life after coming to this place. There's clarity. There's an understanding of where I'm headed and what I'm doing um, that has changed the course of his life. I want to invite the Delgado family up here. George is like, what? Was there a before? I don't know. Let's ask your children and your wife. Come up here, guys. Uh, you come to Spring of Life, you're not going to sit on the bench. Come up here. You know the Delgado family, right? A little bit. He takes their daughter and he says, I, I'm not I'm sure I know these people. George will tell you. George, tell me what the before was first. And then we'll let your children and your wife say the after. In the world, um, like everybody else out there, I mean, we were just uh, a day at a time without direction. And, and I think um, after Christ, um, my kids are by testimony, and I'm very proud of them. Absolutely, but we're celebrating spring of life. <laughs> See, because you guys were already Christians, and you're about to go through a divorce. Never. No? Okay, we'll ask your family in a second. No, um, before. Um, um, you guys no. were at another church? Yes, uh, we were at, actually at your brother's church. And that was far years, south. Very far south. And then I got deployed somewhere else in another state. And, and she stumbled upon you and had no idea uh, who you were or how connected. And, and she said, well, you, this guy is radical. Uh, he tells it like See, it now is. that's starting to sound like spring of life is going on there. <laughs> Little spring of life. And he says, you got to hear him. And so I came and um, I liked it. And, and 15, I think, what is it now? 10, 12 years later, we're still here? Absolutely glorious. Hallelujah. It gets better. Watch what his wife is going to say. I want you guys to be honest. And if you're not, I'm going to be honest. Um, spring of life has been um, a blessing. And Do the before first. 
Because you guys were already Christians. Your marriage is great. It's flourishing. You love your husband. He's a world-changing, what is a man, the essence of not. We were Christians um, probably about seven years prior to getting to Spring of Life. Seasoned Christians, seven years going faithfully to church? Yeah. um, We had, the way we came to Christ as a family was um, I was working in, in, in a school where the kids were were in, in school. And I met Ralph in Arabia. Oh, well, I met Ralph, and he's, he was, he's our spiritual father. Absolutely. He, he started speaking to me, and I would bring the word back home. So I would speak to George, and, you know, a situation happened that we met him, and we met his wife, and, and that's how we, came, we became Christians. Lord, yeah. Um, and we had difficulties. We did have difficulties in our marriage. Um, he's always been a great man, but we didn't have the guidance. Absolutely. And we didn't have the Lord. And Spring of Life was a blessing to us. Cause Who I invited have, you, you here afterwards? Um, no, it was against uh, Ralph and Arabia because we were having, you know, he was out of town. And I didn't want to have to drive so far yeah, with the true. kids and coming home. So he told us, and I didn't want to stop going to church. So he was the one that told us, he has a brother that's close to you. And so I came over here and I I was like, this is the place we need. And it's been a blessing because I have seen a transformation in George that is complete, complete. And um, I think it's... And George brings his brother Carlos, who we've seen a transformation in his life too, which is powerful. Yeah. So I, I, it's been a blessing. It's really been a blessing to us. Absolutely. Chris. So good morning, guys. Um, so going off of what Joaquin was saying, honestly, I can't say I have ever had any complaints about my parents at all. Um, we never came really from a broken home at all. Um, the one thing is, though, that I think that both of my parents lacked, they lacked them, like themselves being brought up in a Christian family. And I think that's what Spring of Life has definitely, you know, undeniably has provided for us. Awesome. And it's kind of given them the strength that they need to then give us the same example. Super good. Monica. So going off of what my brother says, it's very true. Um, So I guess we came from a home that there was love there, but it was, you know, kind of mediocre. It wasn't really, like, shown. And then when we came here, the expression of love here and in this place really transformed our parents and all of us together to really express that love to one another. That's awesome. Thank you. And did you meet your husband somewhere along the line? (laughs) Yes. So I actually met my husband while I was working at Kohan. I was still studying for my bachelor's. And he was taking his grandmother shopping for his sister's wedding. And then basically it just ended up from there. And you had to force him to come to Spring of Life, right? No, not at all. (laughs) He also came from a Christian home. He came from, he went to, was it Dade Christian? He went to Dade Christian his entire life. Super good. Um. So I, th- I think my transformation was more, um, I'm slightly older than Monica, and uh, I've been working for a long time. When I met Monica, she was in, you were just graduating? I had already been working. Graduated. She hadn't graduated yet, and um, I had already been working for seven years, and uh, I had reprioritized my life, like most of us do when you start working. You know, you get a career, the, you know, things start to happen, things go well, and you kind of, uh, you kind of lose your path a little bit. Um, I had refocused my life on, on prioritizing uh, earnings, like uh, most of us do. And then, um, and then I met Monica, and I started coming to Spring of Life, and um, uh, priorities change, you know. I, I wrapped up 
my responsibilities on certain things, and um, and I refocused into being a good husband. Yes, sir. Uh, Absolutely. It's, uh, it's been wonderful, um, and I couldn't ask for a better family. Uh, Chris is the best brother-in-law, the only brother-in-law, and um, and then my new parents. Um, you know, they treat me like a son, and uh, and I'd feel like they are my parents. So Absolutely. Let's give glory to God. Here's here's how Pastor remembers it. Ready? They started coming to church. This is how Pastor remembers it. And and I, from time to time, I I don't tell stories right. My wife and my children they'll they'll tell you that I tell the stories upside down. I had a, a like a vision or a dream that Delia, Chris, and Monica came to set up an appointment with me. And in that appointment, they said, "You know something? George needs to go. Dad needs to leave." And I said, well, you can do that because I could understand how people get sick of dad. And do you guys remember that? Yeah. Okay. Um, he has to go. He says that he was doing fine, but he was getting evicted by his wife and two kids. And I said, you guys go home and ask George for forgiveness. Wait a second. You didn't get the story right. We're telling you that he is the problem. I go, I know, I know. But if you go back and respect that man and apologize and tell him you're going to start doing what he says because he's the captain of the ship. Did you guys do that? You don't remember that. See, he didn't even notice. That's how wonderful spring of life is. We make the captain of the ship the captain of the ship. When he's about to be thrown overboard, he didn't even know that. We kept the meat out. Secreto, but now we get to tell the whole world that this family, because of a wise daughter, a wise son, and a virtuous wife, they went back home, and it's been the glory of God ever since. And we have seen, and this is one of the things that you'll notice here, you will see the measure of maturity in Christ. We don't want them to like me. We don't want them to like this church necessarily. We want them to know that God is faithful, that his principles are everlasting, and the glory of God is seen on this family, just like you guys see. I thank God for all of you guys to be here today. You know, I see you in the front row. I said, que rico. I'm going to have a good time. But this is the glory of God, and this is fruit of the counsel and the godliness in this church. I would have said, look, there's three against one. Let's get on the three side, and let's dump the one. That's not God. The God is, let's repent, let's, let's reconcile, let's redeem, let's get back on focus. And you're seeing these, these children are just exploding in their careers, in their faithfulness, in their jobs. And, and so they're able to go and tell thousands of more people to do it right. Thank you guys for coming and sharing. And tomorrow's their anniversary. Look at that. These are not... These are not made-up stories, you know. This is sad that we don't know the before and after. Here is the before is Passover, the day that Jesus is crucified, Luke 24, 4. It says, it came to pass that they were perplexed thereabout because two men stood in shining garments. Verse 5 says, Luke 24, 5, it says, these men, and as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead. You can tell where this stuff is not happening. You can tell where there is no miraculous, supernatural. There is no wonderful things that God is doing. Verse 6, he says, that person 
that was here is not here anymore. He's risen. That was the before. This is the after. Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee. Let's stand up this morning. And again, we will spend this month celebrating what God has done. I'm not in one slight moment taking the glory for God. This is all for the glory of an omnipotent and mighty God. He's the one that birthed spring of life into existence. There's a vision from God to change the world. And we're seeing the power of God and its reality. Sad, sad that some people cannot celebrate. They can't even tell. I don't know how I was blind and now I see something somewhere, somehow. And so the people can't come to that address because you haven't given it a name. You haven't given it a name. Sometimes my mom is really upset. She goes, Pastor Joaquin, you're my son. You exaggerate. No, mom. I was an illiterate, rebellious, disobedient person. I didn't have one redeeming value in my life. All what God has done, he owns it all. It's for his glory. I will tell this story to the day I die. That's the same thing uh, when you see my family, my marriage, my children, uh, my life. It's all for the glory of God. I want you to be able to contrast your before and after also. That you know, well, I wasn't such a bad guy. I was actually a member of uh, who's who in the community. I was, listen to you slime bag, you slime ball, you dirty rat. We would not be alive. The Bible says we would be consumed if it were not for the mercies of God. Where would we be? That God brought us into a, a place of peace, a place of prosperity, a place of, of rest. Uh, a reality, a reality, a tangible expression. What my son says is true. Some people have come here and grabbed salvation and have left and they haven't grabbed anything else. Others have grabbed the restoration of their marriage and have left. Other ones have grabbed the restoration of their children and have left. But we want to see the whole glory of the after. We want to see the expression. Father, thank you for this day. Father, there's always a before and after in you. We must be born again. We must be born of the water and of the spirit. We must come into the kingdom of God. We must walk out its calling, its reality and not its religion. The faith, Lord, that makes us brand new. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, everything is made new. Thank you for new marriages, Lord. Thank you for a new love. Thank you for a new future and a hope. Thank you for our children to have found a gathering place of world-changing friends. Thank you for your presence at Spring of Life. Thank you for the gift of the vision that changes the world. Thank you, Lord, we are grateful. He who is forgiven much loves much, Lord. And our passion and our heart and our lives are intertwined with the gift you've given us of a place that we can seek your face and honor your name and serve you with gladness and with joy for the abundance of all things. We pray your blessing upon each person here, Lord. We all have a testimony of before and after Jesus Christ. And we also celebrate spring of life because of its before and after, Lord. And we pray, Father God, that we would see greater expressions of the after that would cause people to run to this place. In Jesus' name we pray. And the house of God says amen, amen, and amen. Greet one another in the love of the Lord. Hallelujah.